Matthew the sixth chapter. You are now listening to a I'm Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. And verse number 27, he asked them a simple question. He said, which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to his stature? He asked them a question. Now, we never got the answer from them, but the answer is obvious. Again, he says to his disciples, people who have been faithfully following him. Now, of course, in one sense, a disciple is is a learner. It's a person who is following in order to learn or to imitate uh, Jesus. And so his disciples are, again, they are learners, adherent followers. They're learning to be more like him. But notice now they're physically walking with Jesus, spending valuable time with him. Yet the scripture reveals when we think about what he asked them, that even though they was with Jesus every single day, seeing all of these miracles and wonderful things taking place, yet there had to be in their midst some of them who was worrying about things. Had to be because he dealt with it. Had to be. And he's leading me to deal with it because no doubt amongst us, Folk who are good and saved, but some are worrying. Notice it again, Matthew 6 and verse number 27. He said, which of you by worrying, by worrying, by worrying, can add one cubic to his stature? And over he asked them, which one of you by worrying can change something? Which one of you by worrying can change something. Notice, to add is to change. To add is to make better. Which one of you, by worrying, can make something better? Of course, the answer is that you can't make anything better by worrying. Come on, somebody. You can't make anything better by simply worrying. Oh, y'all too quiet this morning. I said, nothing is going to get better just because you're worrying about it. And why worry about something you can't change? See, if if you can change it, why worry? Change it. Just do what needs to be done. If I'm worried about my shoes not matching my suit, that ain't nothing to worry about. Just go in the closet and pick another pair that hit it better. Come on, y'all. But ain't no use in worrying about that because I have other shoes. I just need to go in there and and change. But if there's something going on that I can't change, I don't have the ability, the capacity to make it better or to improve something. Why worry about it? Worrying is not going to. 
if I didn't have but one pair of shoes and I'm worried that they don't match. Why worry? Ain't nothing I can do about it. I only have one pair of shoes. So I put the one pair of shoes on that I had. Ain't no use in worrying about what or how another pair of shoes will do this, that, and the other because I don't have another pair. Ooh, see, I'm already teaching good. I don't have another pair. Ain't nothing I can do about it. I got to wear these shoes with that. And some of them did just that from a natural standpoint when it came to dressing. And we didn't worry about what we had on because that's the only thing we had. Right? They told you to come in blue. You in blue because that's the only blue you had. You didn't, many of us, many of us when it came to dressing, we didn't even know all these different shades of colors until God blessed us. There are some brothers in here. We had two suits, black and a brown. I don't even know what color this is. See, I hear a bunch of stuff. But notice what he says. And this is going to bring home what, I'm, what, what, what I said earlier, because they had to be worrying. Notice verse 28. So why do you worry? Which of you by worrying can add one cubic to his statue? The answer is worrying can't add a cubic. So then Jesus asked them plainly, if you can't change it, if you can't add one cubic to your stature just through worrying, then he asked them, so why do you worry? So why do you participate in it? Why do you do it if it's not going to change anything? And so my message this morning is a simple message, that being, don't worry about it. That's what I want to talk to you about. Don't worry about it. Can you look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor the subject this morning? Don't worry about it. Woo, look at somebody and tell him, I don't know what all you're going through. And I don't need to know. But don't you finish it. All right, let's give him a tremendous hand of praise for the subject. Come on, don't worry about it. Two definitions of what it means to worry. Number one, when we look at it from the King James Version, and I'm reading out of the New King James, the King James uses the word to take thought. Jesus asked them, why do you take thought? And so, again, to worry is to take thought. Now, when you think about thought, we already know that to take thought has to do with thinking. It has to do with thinking. So in one sense, worrying has to do with our thinking. But it's just not thinking in and of itself, but it is thinking about things that make you unhappy, thinking about things that make you sad, thinking about stuff that makes you upset, you're focusing, you're thinking about something that's making you nervous. And then finally, you're thinking about something or someone, and the thinking is making you anxious. See, it is, in truth, the wrong type of thinking. And nobody will ever stop worrying until he or she truly understands that as a child of God, a born-again believer, a Holy Spirit-filled believer, you have the power 
to stop worrying. Come on, you have the power to stop worrying. I don't care what's going on in your life. As a child of God, you and I have the ability not to worry about things, situations, and people. But listen to me. There's no way we can do it until we train our mind. Because somebody is sitting there thinking, well, Pastor, you know, I done tried to stop worrying, but worrying is just something I got to do. You don't have to worry. You have to recognize this morning when it comes to worrying that worrying is a choice. Whenever you are setting up and you're worrying about something, again, that's out of your control, you need to understand that it's your choice to do that. Oh, Lord, I ain't getting that many amen. It's your choice to do that. You are tired. You need to get some rest. You need to go to sleep. But you won't get your mind off of the thing or the person that's causing you not to be able to sleep. Because sleep is good. Rest is beneficial. Not just closing your eyes for 8 to 10 hours, but being at peace when you lay down. Because you can worry seemingly in your sleep to the point to where you will sleep 8 or 12 hours, wake up still tired and frustrated. Because throughout the night, your mind, whether you know it or not, was still on what you was going through. And, 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 and the way to stop it is first of all to realize whenever you worry, that's a choice. That's a choice. If you're the kind of person who's always worrying about what folks say, then, then, then that's your choice. That's your choice to hear them and not let go of whatever they said. Listen to me, that was wrong or was something that God didn't want you to receive. Now, if you're still replaying what they said, that's your fault. That's your choice to keep thinking about the negative thing they said. But you can also turn off what they said. Woo, I know I'm right about it. Some of you are still hanging on to stuff people said to you years ago. Why, why, why haven't you let that go? Why is that still on your mind what they, what they said? And sometimes we let stuff worry us. And it's just another person's opinion. They gave you their opinion. Their opinion was different from your opinion. And now you can't get any peace because they shared with you their opinion. Y'all see how powerful this is? See, it don't matter which one of y'all come up to me after service today and don't come up to me and say, Pastor, that suit, I don't like that suit. I don't like that color. That color was doing too much up. That color was too bright up there. At the end of the day, I don't have the problem. Because it wasn't too bright to me because I put it on. It had to look good to me because I put it on. Now, your opinion is just your opinion. I'm not going to carry that home with me. Watch this. And I will wear this suit again sometime in the future. 
But if I see the suit hanging in the closet and I want to wear it, but I can't forget what Sister Bolton said about that suit the last time I wore it, then that's going to cause that suit. I'm trying to make it practical. That's going to cause that suit to stay in that closet. And I done paid all that money, done the alterations, could be looking good, but I'm worried about what she said the last time I put that on. See, I'm teaching you something. So worrying can affect our behavior. When you worry, it affects your behavior. In some way or another, the fact that you're worrying about something is going to affect your behavior or your character. Listen, this stuff is important. Why is that, Pastor? Because you have to remember how God created us. You have to remember. Not only did he just create us as being human, but he took the time to create us as three-part beings. There are basically three things that make up a human. And they are the spirit, the soul, and the body. We, 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 we are compassed about by three different things, the spirit, the soul, and the body. And whenever you worry, worrying can negatively affect every part of me. Why did I pause? I want that to sink in. Worrying can affect every part of me. So that means worrying is dangerous. If worrying can make you act out of character, that's dangerous. If worrying can affect the very essence of who I am or my life, that's dangerous. If worrying can affect my body, that's dangerous. If worrying about something can cause me to have a migraine to where my head is pounding, Some of y'all ain't never had a migraine. Have your head ever hurt so bad to where it start affecting your vision? You ever had a headache so bad that, that, that your head was sold to the touch? Some, some of y'all say, Pastor, I ain't never, Lord have mercy. Yeah, your, your head can just be sore. Blurred vision. People have worried and develop stomach issues. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching. Skin problems. You don't need Botox. You need to stop worrying. You don't need an Advil. You need to stop worrying. You don't need a Coke. You need to stop worrying. You don't need more caffeine. You need to stop worrying. But see, in, instead of dealing with the issue sometimes... We mask the problem or do what I call put a, put a band-aid on. So you're going to pop a pill when the problem is you're worried. You're worried. That's the problem. Can't keep taking one pill after the other one 
because you worried about the company closing or shutting down. See, they, 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 they may go through that period for two years with rumors. <laughs> I once worked at a company. Every day we went in, there was a new rumor of when they were going to shut the doors. Come on, I was a young Christian then. And at the beginning, I'm just like, God, what the, what, what am I going to do? Because that was my first job of making double figures. Y'all don't hear me. In other words, I'm making $10 an hour. And I know $10 now, you like, oh, man. But back then, $10 was life-changing. <laughs> if I be honest with y'all, I remember the day I called Donna. I took a job. I needed a job so bad. I actually took a job without asking the people what y'all pay per hour. Didn't even know. One work put a whole week in the hole and got my paycheck and I called Donna. I said, Donna, I said, where you at? She said, I'm such a, I said, girl, you better sit down. I said, you ain't going to believe what they pay. I mean, you're not going to believe what I got. She's like, boy, you better stop. I said, girl, I'm serious. She said, what are they paying you? I said, $6.35 an hour. And I think minimum wage then was $3.75. I'm like, Donna, I'm double. And that's when I told him, I said, I said, if I ever get in them double digits, it's over. If I don't make $10 now, it's over. <laughs> but listen, they kept doing that. Every day we would come in. There's a new rumor about when they're going to close the plant. I finally just gave it to God. I said, Lord, the same way you gave me this job, if they close the doors here, you'll open up something over there. Come on, I'm talking right. I said, you did it before. Where the praise team at, you'll do it again. Why do God's people think what he did before he's not able to do it again? You know you can stop worrying by simply knowing what God did before. He'll do it again and he'll do it on a higher level. That's where you get Ephesians 3 and 20. God do it. All you are. Worrying got to go when you got that mindset. But it was some men at that company, they couldn't deal with that. Men started drinking more. You could tell it was affecting them. Anytime they offered overtime, because that thing was any day they could shut it down, they weren't even taking no time off. You hear me? How it was affecting them? Just a rumor. And then I figured out something. I said, hey, I think these folk playing with our minds to make us work harder. And it worked. It worked. People start getting out double the production. Why? Worried about the job. You'd be surprised why people are acting the way they're acting because they're not really going to tell you what's on their mind. But you can look at some people and clearly know something is going on with her. Even in the own, your own house, you can tell sometimes when people are worrying too much. Am I right about that? Notice Philippians 4. Y'all hang in here because y'all see what we're dealing with. Don't worry about it. Y'all going to leave here today saying, hey, don't worry about it. 
I'm on, I'm on, I'm on rightly divide the word now. Cause I don't want you to get that bill in the mail. And it's saying urgent. Past due. And you tell somebody in the house, hey, do what pastor say. Don't worry about it. You just said it all. You're going to be in the dark. You hear me? That, 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 that's not it. Remember I talked about don't worry about something you can't change. You got that money, you pay that bill. How's what if I ain't got the money? You trust God. And you make sure the money that did come through your hand, you being a good steward of it. You ain't just wasting what God is giving you. And God going to give you a way out. Come on, somebody. He going to do something good for you. He did it for us. Notice Philippians 4 and verse number 6. Remember I talked about it has to do with thinking that makes you unhappy, thinking that makes a person sad, upset, nervous. See, that that's worrying. That's worrying. That's That's taking thought. And there are people right now, you're not as happy as you need to be this morning or as you should be because of what you're worrying about. Sometimes folks will be in relationships and they just so worrying about the other person leaving. Just so worried. Some of y'all ain't never been in a relationship where people every other day when they get mad, they threaten to leave. Come on. And, 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 and. They do that in, in one sense to control some people, to, to manipulate a situation. Well, I'll leave. Every time something gets hard, hey, I'll leave. They're men like that. Every time it's time to pay a bill, they want to leave. Come on. Watch your relationships carefully, especially when you are young, because a lot of your arguing can be around time when it's time to pay bills. When there's a surplus in the house, everything wonderful. But when it's time to pay bills and handle business, we always argue. Be careful with that. Is that right? But ain't nothing like a person always threatening to leave and you worried about it. See, one day you'll grow up and they say, well, I'm going to leave. You say, hey, I'll help you back. But I don't want to hear that no more. Either leave today or you're here. But if you need help packing, I'll help you. And be serious about it. Because what's going to happen, whether they leave or stay, you just stop worrying about what they're going to do. Oh, this is some good stuff. Because you got to reach a point in life where you recognize, I ain't worried about people because I can't make people do anything, especially grown people. I'm sitting over here waiting for a fool to change who don't want to change. They're happy being who they are, and I'm worrying about why they won't do something. No, stop that. Parents that got grown children, stop worrying about them children all over into the night. And just say, hey, I told them. I told them. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. Because if not, grown folk will send you to your grave. And you'll find yourself arguing with a grown person. And you'll realize something in the midst of arguing with them. The problem is I care more about it than they do. And until they start caring, I'm done doing all the fussing. The only time I change that rule is when it has something to do with my grandkids. 
Because now I'm arguing for their sake. Yeah, now I'm their lawyer. Come on, y'all. I'm defending them now. It ain't about your big grown self, but I got I to gotta say they cause of them. This good stuff, where we at? Philippians 4 and 6. This good stuff because somebody needs to stop worrying about people. Especially grown folk. Because I'm just worrying that that boy won't get no job. Slow up his eating. Slow up his ability to eat. Now, I ain't advocating starving your children. But a grown person, slow up that ability of him going in there just wrecking that refrigerator. Just start telling him until you have enough of them chips. Go ahead and close them up. Mama, I can't believe you said tell me I'm a grown man. You tell, tell me I done had enough tater chip. Yeah, but boy, because bottom line, you didn't buy them tater chip. Matter of fact, you ain't bought no food. If a man don't work, At some point, you can't. At some point, you can't worry about people who ain't eating, but yet that ain't working. Pastor's gonna mess around and upset somebody about their grown kids. A lot of us, our grown children and grown folk, are not the problem. It's us. It's us. I've worried about my grown kids. I'm gonna be honest with you. Later on, I found out, man, me and Don just spent the whole night like, Lord, what's going on down now? Lord, what's going on down there? Talk to him a couple days later. They're like, oh, we got that. Yeah, we good. We just went on and did that. You're like, oh, my God. And so you just learn. It ain't about being helped. Sometimes you got to learn about people that, hey, they'll learn. Once you keep telling the person, hey, don't go that way. Don't go that way. You're going to bump your head if you go that way. Please don't. don't. Oh, I'm just worried about him bumping his head. He needs to bump his head. Stop worrying and just let him bump his head. Notice, I'm going to back it up with Scripture, Philippians 4, because some of you sitting there thinking that, well, Pastor, you know, you're just going to be something you're going to worry about. No, Philippians 4 and 6, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for what? Be anxious for what? Nothing means no thing. There's no thing worth being anxious over. There's nothing worth worrying about. Nothing. Nothing. No thing. Be anxious for nothing. Wonder if they go hire me. Where you pray, you ask God for the job, it's in God's hand. Don't worry about when they're going to call or when they're going to email. Make sure every day you're doing what God is telling you to do. But don't worry about it. Be anxious for nothing. They talking to people of God. Be anxious for what? Nothing. That means don't worry about nothing. That means take on the attitude concerning people and things that we can't change. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to worry about it. Somebody going to leave here today and you're going to start walking in the peace of God. You're going to start having peace. Peace. No matter what a person says to you, they can't steal your peace. 
Come on. First tell you, I'm going to get you. When you were younger, you sit there and worry about that little, I'm going to get you. But now you're so mature, you don't even worry about it. You know God can take care of them before they ever get to you. Notice, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to who? God. Let God know what you desire for Him to do. Recognize He's sovereign. He can do what you want Him to do, or He can do something different. But whether He do what I asked Him to do, or He does something different, I ain't worried about it. Because guess what He going to do? He going to take care of me. You better pat yourself and say, God going to always take care of me. And pat yourself and say, self, don't worry about it. Pat yourself again and say, self, don't worry about it. Let me mention seven things about worrying. Number one, when you're worrying, you have the wrong focus. You have the wrong focus. And if you think you're going to get something done in life that's worth getting done, and you're not focused, you got another thing coming. Better is here and better is coming. Bigger is here, bigger is what? Coming. You heard about better through the testimonies. What hinders better? The wrong focus. The wrong focus. Number two, when you're worrying, you're wasting energy. I'm just giving you some things I had to learn. All that worrying takes energy. Takes energy to work. Number three, you're wasting time. Worrying is a waste of time. How many got time to waste? How many got time to waste? I don't have time to waste. And worrying is a waste of time. Pastor, that seems hard. No, because remember what Jesus was teaching. You worry about something you can't change. If I can't change it, worrying about it is a waste of time. Are y'all with me? Number four, worrying is a waste of opportunity. I really want that to sink in. When you're worrying, you're wasting an opportunity. That's what you mean, wasting opportunity. Because when your mind is on what your mind shouldn't be on, your mind is taken away from what it should be on. And you know, reading a lot of you can't get things done, your mind ain't on what needs to get done. Your mind is on something that don't need to be on. Huh? I want to keep it real practical. That means some of your house ain't clean. Your mind need to be on getting this room clean. Ooh, was well, well, that too hard? Your mind need to be on getting them dishes washed and those clothes caught up. That's what your mind need to be on. Not on Grey's Anatomy. Some of us worry about people who don't exist. 
Oh, God, I can't wait. I want to see if they got back together. You know they're not really together. God, I, got, I, can't, I, I wonder, did he kill him? Trust me, he's alive. He's getting a check for that series. Y'all are laughing, but you see, I'm not smiling. There are folk who live from week to week to see what happened on their series. Now I don't hardly watch them no more. I really hate them, to be honest with you, because I don't like nobody going to keep me going. I like movies. It's going to end tonight. This going to end. If he going to kill him, he going to kill him tonight. And we ain't leaving the theater until he dead. But I'm not going to leave the theater like, oh, got to come back next week to see what happens. You see how folks are brilliant? How they tricked your mind? Now they got some of our minds stuck on power. Then when the head actor power ain't getting paid enough, they still got to hook you. So they come up with another spin. Lisa, if I do watch a series, I make sure it's done. I ask them about how many episodes. They say eight. I say if all are eight out, all eight out. I might binge. I might, I might watch all eight back to back. Cause I'm getting through with this today. <laughs> I got stuff to do. Come on. Some of you, some of you got, you, you wasting too much time. You say, well, Pastor, ain't that wasting time? Not if that day was purposed to be a day of relaxation. See, that's what this day was all about. See, I have days where I don't deal with, y'all know this, most of you. If you don't, you need to know it. Like Mondays, I don't deal with problems on Mondays. How you a pastor and don't deal with problems on Mondays? Because he's a pastor that don't deal with problems on Mondays. Sometimes Donna get ready to tell me, so I'm like, Donna, Donna, it's Monday. I'll be like, on a Monday, I don't deal with problems. If it ain't good news, if it ain't, hey. And see, some of you, you are laughing, but you think you're built to always deal with people's problems. You're not. The only one who's built to always deal with people's problems is God. I don't even care if you own a business. You still need a day where you don't deal with problems unless it's absolutely urgent or necessary. Get off the computer. Don't send an email. Don't check an email. Stop worrying. And learn to leave your house every now and then without your cell phone. Because that's one of your biggest sources of your worrying. When you're waiting on something to happen, you're anxious about something. Now let me help some of y'all before you do this. Just go 50 feet without it first. You know, go to the mailbox. Without your cell phone. Just tell somebody in the house, hey, I'm going to go check the mail. I ain't going with my cell phone. You're not going to do it as smooth as I do it. I just go. See, some of you, you ain't got that cell phone. First time you're going to do it. You're going to be halfway. The mailbox, the house. 
You'd be surprised. People on vacation handling business. I thought we were going to relax. Oh, baby, I just got to send you the email. Yeah, but we're on the beach. I thought we were just going to have fun tonight. Can we have one dinner with no... Can we just talk to each other? Come on. Listen, number five, in order to stop worrying, some of us got to stop listening to certain things. Some of us got to stop looking at certain things. And some of us got to stop going certain places. I just gave you some good ones. You got to stop listening to certain things. See, if something that you've heard is making you worry, stop stop going over that. Okay, you got the doctor's report. You've read it. There's no need to read it every day. It's going to say the same thing. Pull yourself away from it. Oh, I'm teaching right. Stop looking at certain things. Stop going. If you say, Pastor, I do good. But every time I visit mama, Pastor, you know how mama is. Mama just worry all the time. You may have to slow up your visits. See, some folk worry to the point where you can't even go on vacation and talk to them. They're going to try to put that worry on you. Well, we're just going to the beach. We're going to hang out down there. Oh, Lord. Y'all ain't going to get in that ocean, is you? You know that ocean got shark. Them sharks been attacking folk. Yeah, down there where y'all going. Sharks been eating folk like they tuna down there. That's what I'm hearing. Well, we going to the Bahamas. Y'all going out the country? You going to leave the United States of America? You like, yeah, we just going to leave it for a week, though. We ain't going to leave it permanently. We're not going to give up our citizenship. <laughs> you know they kidnapping folk down there in the Bahamas. You know they kidnapping folks up here in Newland, too. You know <laughs> You know folk dying down there. You know they dying up here too. You know. <laughs> Y'all laugh, but you gotta be brave to go to China right now, don't you? <laughs> you know that's what they say that COVID started. <laughs> I mean we went out to LA and we wanted to go to Compton. So we told somebody, I said, well, we're going to ride through Compton. Them gangs? <laughs> now, I did tell them, I said, we're going to do it in the daytime now. We're we going to go through that real quick. You know, folk don't like you coming through their neighborhood like, like it's a movie. They're for these folk real live here. But some people will put that spirit on you. They'll put that spirit on you. I ain't trying to be nosy, but how old you say you was? I'm such and such, such, such. Well, have you had such and such done? Because you know, most of the time people get around that age, they such and such, 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 and you ain't even been thinking about what they said. Now they put that spirit on you. What is that on you? Oh, I got bit by an ant and swole up. Ooh, just like my cousin. My cousin got bit by an ant. They thought it was simple. It looked like yours. Three days later, his whole hand swelled up. They end up taking my cousin's hand off. 
because it was a special kind of ant. <laughs> that spirit get on you. Soon as you get away from that person, hey, I, I need an appointment. Yeah, I, I need. What's going on? I got bit by an uh, ant. Yeah, but this could be serious. This could be something serious. Look at verse 34, Matthew 6 and 34. People will put that on you. And it's not just old folk. You find young people worrying now. Matthew 6 and 34. Notice, notice how serious it gets because we laughing. And I'm almost in the cold, but notice how serious it gets. Because sometimes when you worry about something you can't change, it can become funny that you sat up there and did that like that. Knowing you had no control or ability to change it, yet you just thought about it all day. We need to see it as something silly. Uh, Matthew 6 and 34. Notice what Jesus is saying now. Matthew 6 and 34. Therefore, do not worry about when? Therefore, do not worry about what? Woo! I need y'all to be honest. Anybody ever worry about tomorrow? Anybody ever worried about what was going to happen tomorrow? Put your hand down. Now, wasn't we kind of foolish to be worrying about something that hadn't even happened? Come on. Let, let me ask y'all something. I want you to be serious with me. What happens when you worry about tomorrow, which for you and I may never be? What happens to today? What, what, what happens to the present? Yeah, you're going to miss out. Because you're already over into something. He's teaching them this. They're walking with him. The one who calms storms. The one who heals the leper. No problem has came that they have not seen him personally solve or take care. Yet he has to say to them, hey, y'all don't need to be worrying about tomorrow. Then he gives them the perfect answer. For tomorrow will take care of itself. That's good sleep. That's good sleep. I've had to rebuke folk who was at my house, my grown children. Now y'all know they are. And we just having a good time on Sunday. It's 3 p.m. We having a good time. We standing at a six, seven. When that sun started going down, I just see some of them start drooping. I said, what, 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 what's going on? Man, tomorrow, boy, we got I got I said, don't think about that job. I, I used to play with them, telling them, stay in today. I used to tell them like I was playing, stay with us today. Stay with us today. Don't worry about that. It's going to take care of itself. I once had a job. Brother Rodney worked on the job with me. He had a worse job than I did. That when something would break on the job, your job would be smooth. You could sit there all day sometimes, 12 hours, and hook up a machine and just literally watch it run and do nothing. But if it broke, you then had to work for two straight hours in a suit where you got all black messed up. and just It, it was just horrible. If, if the line broke, and sometimes you never know if the line broke. Men have ran for 12 hours running wire. At the end of the day, they get fired. You know why? They supposed to be running four wilds. They was only running three. They didn't see that one broke. And so everything they ran that night was junk. And the company had to throw it away. Because you supposed to be running four wilds. You're running three. I was so worried about this job. This is the truth. That I would be at home sleep. I would be off. 
And in my sleep, I would wake up thinking the wire broke. And she would have to hit me and say, baby, baby, you not at work. You not at work. And I'd be like, God, doggone it, girl. I thought that wire broke. I thought I ran some bad stuff. <laughs> and, I, and I'd be like, but hold on. And I did this for a while. And then I was like, this company don't care that much about me. That I'm at home, can't sleep. Some of you do that about companies, and if you die tomorrow, they already got your replacement. Matter of fact, they're going to mourn you for a couple of hours, and then they're going to start saving money because they're not going to pay the person who's coming in what they pay you. May or may not attend your home going. But all you do is worry about that job. You can't go on vacation without that job being on you. Y'all ever went out to eat somebody, all they want to talk about their job. You ain't going to believe what happened there. I ain't going to believe it and don't want to hear it. Now, Donna, when she was in nursing, she did that. We fussed for years. You just don't want to listen to me. I said, Donna, y'all got too many problems up there. We on problem 20. One day she, she said, well, I'm just going to start taking, taking myself somewhere to talk to somebody about my problem. I said, please. I knew all them people. I knew them by name. I go over there and come and say, Ann, you lazy. <laughs> Betty, you don't do this. <laughs> Susie, you always late. <laughs> she complained about all y'all. She hate all y'all. Because what I was trying to get her to see, Donna, I can't go up there and solve nothing. You at home, baby. Take it off. You know people can't take them titles off. Take it off. Don't live with nobody who a boss on the job. You have to tell them, hey, you not boss, man. <laughs> Woo. Do not worry about what? Tomorrow. All right, let me give y'all three things that we done. Let me give you three things. Three things you got to know in order not to worry. Three things you got to know in order not to worry or to be to a point where you're not going to worry about it. Now, listen, I'm going to quote this one. John 16, 13 said, when he, the Holy Spirit, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. Remember that. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He's our comforter. If we know him the way we need to know him, we won't worry about anything. We won't worry about anything. Why? Because you know in the midst of whatever's going on, whatever somebody has said, whatever somebody has done, whatever's going on in your house, your finances, your body, you already know the Holy Spirit is going to guide you into not just some truth. He's going to guide you into all truth. Why am I worried if I have the Holy Ghost and his job is to guide me into all truth? What am I worried about? His job is to tell me what to do. His job is to show me how to handle this. Now watch the scriptures now, Matthew 10. Watch the scriptures now, because this is some very valuable teaching. And you may sit here today saying, well, Pastor, you know everything in my life is wonderful. You don't know what's going to happen this evening. You don't, you don't know what has already happened, but the news ain't got to you. So you don't know yet. Come on. 
Look at Matthew 10. And with that, now some of us who love to worry, you just set your mind. You're going to find something to worry about. Somebody can just call you and leave your man. Look, call me. As soon as you get checked, call me. Oh, God, who done died? Why somebody got to be done died? And they just say, Herod, why, why can't it be? Let, let me get this. Let me hear this testimony. Girl, what I told you going to happen, just happen. Call me as soon as you can. Oh, my God, I don't know what's in the world going on. Something bad done happen. Why bad? Why set your mind down? Matthew 10. Y'all got to listen real carefully. Matthew 10. Notice what he says. But beware of men. Wait, Matthew 10, 17. Matthew 10, 17. Yeah, go to Matthew 10, 17. I don't want y'all worrying about what we need to be. Some of you say you're gonna be out there worried. Pastor didn't tell us. I don't know what he I don't know what he wants. Somehow somebody gotta say, well, hey, what verse? Matthew 10, 17. Because it's too important. Because people worry who you think don't worry. People who you think got it together, you'd be surprised what they're worrying about. Y'all do know people who got money worry. Right? So don't think like I used to think years ago, you get a certain amount of money, you know, it's pretty much over. I get me ten thousand dollars, Pastor. Ain't nothing to worry about. You'll have money. But still have problems. You'll have some problem that your money can't. You wish you could just write a check. Am I right? That, that, that's the reason you see billionaires and millionaires committing suicide. What were they so worried about with all that money and power that they had to kill themselves? Most actors, athletes included, people in these famous high positions, most of them alcoholics. They hooked on drugs. Because all they worry about once they get the money, y'all need to listen to me. Then the only thing they worry about is their fame. Staying famous. That's what they worry every day just trying to. Could you imagine getting up every day having to do something that, 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 that puts the camera on you so you don't lose your attention? Could you imagine living like that? Sometimes I thank God that I'm able to go places and nobody know who I am. Y'all in there walked in no store and had plenty of money in your pocket, could buy anything in that store, yet people didn't know who you was. Matthew 17 and 17, and some of you want to be famous. You don't even know what you're asking for. Matthew 10 and 17, I don't want to go nowhere every time I step out, somebody got a camera on me. Some of you like that because you just mean you post everything you do. Matthew 10 and 17, but beware men. Listen, beware of men. See, that's some evil folks out here. For they will deliver you up to the councils and scourge or beat you in their synagogues. You see that? You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and the Gentile. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak. For it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. Is that not good? We don't worry about things because the Holy Spirit is going to give us what to do. Going to give us what to say. Notice Matthew the 6th chapter. Yeah, yeah, he's going to give it to us. You got to know that the Holy Spirit is going to tell you what you need to do. 
And sometimes you don't have to worry about stuff because the Holy Spirit will tell you, I got this. This is going to work out. And that's the only thing the Holy Spirit told you, it's going to work out. Stop worrying because he told you it's going to work out. Well, Lord, what am I going to say to them if they say this? Look, I'll give you what you need to say. See, people say stuff to us that try to cause us to worry. If you let the Holy Ghost give you what to say, you won't worry. And sometimes the Holy Spirit tell you, look, I want you to go in this meeting. I want you to listen to what they have to say. When they are finished speaking, I don't want you to respond except to tell them you'll get back with them. And see, if we obey the Holy Spirit, things work out. That's reading this good. It works out. Pastor has not been put in your life to tell you everything you need to do at every moment. I'm busy. I need to call pastor and see what I need to do. Pastor, sleep. Sleep. And don't want to be woke up. Sleep. Don't know what's going on with you. Pastor, you don't know everything? Come on now. Matthew, the sixth chapter. But the Holy Ghost knows. I had to learn that he's going to tell me what to do. I'm not going to worry about this situation, Lord. You're going to tell me what to do. If it's something I need to say, you're going to tell me what to say. If it's a place I need to go or be, you're going to tell me that place. And then I'm going to go there and do what you tell me to do there. But I'm not going to worry about something I can't control. Matthew 6 and 32. Got the big doctor's appointment. He'll tell you how to speak to doc. Sometimes it'd be real simple. I was in doc's office one time. Doc was just using a whole bunch of words. I didn't understand. I just said, doc, can you break that down? Can, can you can you tell me that in another way so I understand better what you're saying? I'm just like that. One fish up there try to pretend I knew the words he was talking about. Right? And some of you lead the doctors office in there. God, I don't even know what that is. My fasciolitis. He said my fasciolitis broke. But if my fasciolitis broke, I don't know. Because I don't know where. Why didn't you ask him? Doc, what is my fasciolitis? Matthew 6. This has been a fun message to take. Matthew 6. There's something else you got to know. For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these what? But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these things shall be added who? To who? Tell yourself, self, your heavenly Father know what you need. Romans 8. We closing with Romans 8. Yeah. My heavenly father know what I need. I'm not going to worry. He know what I need. If a person is at me and wants to beat me down, the heavenly father knows if I can beat that person up, he also knows if they'll beat me up. Come on. He know that. He know that. So he knows what he got to do in order to protect me. Y'all laughing, but I am dead serious. There are times we worry about things attacking us or harming us. But our Heavenly Father already know what we, what we need. Romans 8. If you got a car note due today, and it's 13 days behind, your Heavenly Father knows that. Ain't no need in you worrying about it. Right? Romans 8. I had a person talking to me about credit, and I kept telling them, I said, look, your credit is going to turn around, and it's going to go up. I said, because you're doing the right thing, and God is helping you. I said, but stop worrying about 
your credit. Stop checking your credit every day. Trust God is going up. And now I talk to that person, guess what? They probably got the highest credit score they done had in years. Stop worrying about things. He's going to show you exactly how to do things. Right? Last scripture we done. Romans 8. Supposed to be some of our favorite scriptures. Romans 8 and 28 is supposed to be somebody's favorite scripture. Right? Right. Right. Oh, girl, you know Romans 28. 8, 28, that's my scripture right there. Why you were all the time then? Romans 8 and 28 can't be your scripture the way you were. And we know that all things, how many things? How many things? For we know that all things work together for what? For what? To those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Don't worry about it. It's going to work for you. It's working for your good. And that's how you end worrying. Lord, I can't change this. But your word tells me, since I love you and I obey you, that this is working for my good. So, Lord, I ain't going to worry about it. Don't worry about it. Tell that to twofold. Don't worry about it. And I'm through with the message. Let's give him a hand of praise. Come on, just stand to your feet. Give God a tremendous hand of praise for the word on this morning. Don't worry about it. Come on, y'all. We can clap to him better than that. That was a good word. So we can get our focus right. Come on, rest to your feet. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for helping us today, Lord. Thank you for giving us wisdom. In reference to worrying. Thank you for allowing us to know that worrying is something that we don't need to do. Thank you for helping us to know how we can stop worrying about things, people, and situations. We love you, God. We thank you for your wisdom on today. And Lord, we say to you, so be it to us according to your word. Lord, this day we cast our cares upon you, for we know that you care for us. And so just continue to have your way in and through we, your people. Lord, thank you that things are working for our good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. We pray that you are blessed by today's 